Hello, and welcome to this episode of Demystified, as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda, and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey, Paul. Is it recording? I think it is. <laughs> it has taken a while. I've been um, sitting here for 10 minutes while someone's talking into a microphone with nothing happening. And, and then swearing at the microphone. This so, is true. How are you? I'm all right. You? Well, I'm very excited. I've just finished a phone call with our print-on-demand lady, and uh, finally, after all these attempts, I know, but it looks like we're actually just about there. Been saying that for a while. I know we have, but I'm even more present. Who knew there were so many things to think about in the final parts of uh, the book cover? Yes. And the quality of the print. But it looks like, demystified finally coming out to the rest of the world on print on demand is going to be quite special because we uh, have to use special premium print paper nothing but the best for your (laughs) (laughs) yes well if i being an accountant i've got there's no other choice other than the premium stuff trust us yeah just trust us but it's we can't wait to see it we're very excited about this no it should be good hopefully Well, it will mean that uh, at last the people that we get uh, contacting us about shipping it to the US and shipping it to the UK can now have it printed in their countries and ship locally. How is that going to be? Amazing. Amazing. I know. What technology. It'd be even better if some of the wholesalers decide to do free shipping. We never knew about that either, did we? All their price that they charge. But that's all right. Everyone's making money out of it. Not us. Except us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never been a money-making venture, Linda. No, we're doing this We for just love. admit that. We just have to accept that. Yeah. So how have you been cooking this week? Well, not well, not much this week. A lot of cooking over the past sort of fortnight. So I was away, as you know. Uh, so a lot of cooking over the last fortnight. Um, but for cooking with steam, not a great deal at the minute. But we're going to... Now I'm sort of back in town for a short little while because we now have our bubble. Yes, we do have a bubble. We're uh, lucky enough to be going to a bubble. Yeah, so our New Zealand bubble, which means that I'll probably be shipping myself off to New Zealand shortly, but a couple more interstate trips coming up as well. But we'll get some... um, I went and took a wander around the market this morning just to see what was what. What's around? Uh, well, because it's getting cooler here, you kind of you can't help it but get into that sort of winter mode of wanting mm. to do slow cooking and braising and things like that. So n- nothing that really sort of jumped out at me. That being said, my boss has, and it's probably a little bit of a naughty link, but my boss has uh, recently bought his children a pet, which just so happens to be a rabbit. And oh, I know where this is going. For some reason, I've just been sort of trying to find rabbit because it, oh, it's only because he sends me pictures and all the rest of it. That being said, his his rabbit, you can't. His rabbit is his rabbit um, has a name, but well, the name that his children named the rabbit, but we've coined another name for the rabbit. I don't think it's called casserole, is it? No, stew. So, but no, it's just only because it's in my head. I thought, oh, you know, sometimes you just see things that trigger 
what you want to cook. And so when you see rabbit all the time, for me, rabbit is not pet. It's Well, it's an old-fashioned thing. It's not really been widely eaten, I reckon, in Australia since the 60s and 70s by the larger population. And the 80s. And the reason really? I know the 80s is because, like, my... You wouldn't mean cooking. My parents. No, no, my parents. Baby uh, in the 80s. Yeah, but my parents were not financially great. Um, and so we were told by my mother, and she still admits it to this day, that what are we having for dinner, Mum? Special chicken. Oh, it was special chicken. Special chicken. So we actually had a lot of rabbit when we were kids. Oh, okay. Special chicken. Special chicken. Did you guys like it? Can't remember. I remember a couple of times. I have a like memory of it. Um, how good it was, I couldn't tell you. But I we, can we certainly we certainly consumed quite a bit. Oh, I can remember because chicken my was dad expensive. Loved it. Yeah, my like, dad loved it and uh, would go but that was rabbiting. When, that was when chicken was good. It wasn't these battery hens. Oh yeah, like when chicken actually had flavour. Well, my recollection of, as childhood of rabbit was largely overcooked. And my dad was a yeah. fantastic cook, Yeah, but it was largely overcooked. We might, do you know what we might do? I might get some rabbit and we might do a tutorial on rabbit because a saddle of rabbit is really, really quite nice. Okay, because my two beautiful, friends, uh, two beautiful friends, Greg and George, love rabbit and they do cook it. Yeah. And we were talking about rabbit the other day and... Uh, Greg loves it. Yeah, I, I do like it. It's got to be mixed with the... It needs some... I, I think it needs some punchy flavours with it. Like some some big flavours. I like... Onions or... Yeah, like rosemary. Yeah. You know, something with a bit of punch to it. I think works well with rabbit. My dad used to make it with a mustard sauce. Yeah, mustard Which sauce. was really nice. That's very French, but, actually. The French oh, do it? that a lot. Yeah. And it's really good through pasta. It makes a beautiful pasta. Well, there you go. Now we've got yeah. a whole idea. No, we've already done a rabbit pasta, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, we can do it. I should know that. We can do a... um, (laughs) Oops. We can do a tutorial on how to break a rabbit down because they're quite good. They're pretty versatile. Like that whole middle saddle part is um, like just right for doing some gentle sort of steam cooking and then searing as a dinner party dish. Like that's a real, you know, and the legs are really good for braising. Um, like it's not none of a rabbit is a quick cook except for the fillets if you take the fillets oh, out yeah. they kind of you know a little bit smaller than a lamb fillet you take the fillets out they're pretty quick cooking but yeah I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe sort of rabbit curry Ooh, type situation okay. might be good maybe mm. a Thai style rather Thai. than an Indian style well last time we were talking I did mention I was making a red curry Thai and you were oh you did see so there you go I made mine as a Subconsciously. But you, did you make the paste from scratch? No, we had that discussion in the last uh, podcast. Oh, so no, no, you didn't. That's right, yeah. But I used a little uh, tin called Maisery, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's what... Okay. Next week... Because rabbit would be like duck in a red tie curry, wouldn't it? That sort of lovely... Wouldn't have thought strong, so. No. No? Not okay, then. What do I know? Um, Obviously, that's why I'm the accountant and you're the cook. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we'll do that's what I'm going to do okay. I'm motivated now I'm going to do that next week we're going to get some rabbits and we'll do a rabbit tutorial people may want to use it people may not but I kind of think 
Why not? Why not? And um, I did. I did start making afterwards when my uh, I don't cook rabbit, um, but uh, I do use my dad's uh, sort of mustard sauce recipe for chicken sometimes or for veal. Yeah. A bit just a bit lighter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. So you can use it for other. No, I'm onto yeah. it. Okay. Rabbits, and I know they've got them at the market. So it's a, a whole. 150 metres across the road that I have to trudge over, trudge over to pick up well it's, the bottle shop is closer bottle someone measured out 20, the steps 28 steps to the bottle shop <laughs> I went to the market today too because um, I'm my brother has a bountiful supply of lemons and I went over and bought some jars and I'm going to make everybody some preserved lemon from all of these excess and it's always a good thing. It's always... I, you actually go through quite a lot of it. It's one of those things, if you have it in your fridge yeah. and you're making a lot of dishes, it comes in really good in pasta, handy. Good with the braise, good with yep. fish. It's great with fish. Yeah. So I tend to go through... Put it through, through a, a butter, a Ooh. whipped butter, and put that on toasted bread. Oh, yum. yum. And uh, the other thing I bought was 10 kilos of green olives. Yeah, that's a commitment. Yep. Enjoy that. Pipping 10 kilos, but uh, my girlfriend's olive tree, which has been the supplier, has uh, failed us this year. And uh, since we couldn't do any last year, we're down to our last little tiny bit of homemade olives. So going to do those again. Yeah. That's a bit of a process. That's two weeks of washing out and salt every second night in salt water. Yeah. And uh, bright going through the brining, and then six months of waiting patiently while they while they uh, sit in the olive oil and herbs. Basically, what what all of this means, just to translate to everyone, is Doug's going to be rinsing and washing olives. No, every I, he day. makes up the salt. <laughs> he, he, he's the he's the science boy, so he gets to make up the salt uh, mix. Oh, the brine. The brine. Yeah. And I get to do the. What, uh, what's your percentage? I think it's ten to one. But I could be wrong. I think we went through it. I see. That's why so you're looking. So it's a one percent brine solution. You're looking at me like I should know what I'm talking about. Well, you are the numbers you are lady. <laughs> yeah, but I. So know. it's a one percent brine solution. I think so. No, no, it's more than that. Okay. So I think it's definitely about ten percent. Ten percent brine solution. Ten percent brine, because it was a fair bit of salt we went through last year, uh, two years ago when we did them. Yeah. And that was only half that quantity but uh, so if you have a litre of water how many grams of salt are you putting in it oh Paul don't <laughs> no no I'm going to sorry everybody I don't that would be 100 this. grams thank you Paul yeah 10% <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> oh my god I was god. reaching for my and I'm sitting in, and I'm sitting in Linda's office now looking at this big glossy gold sign that says CPA certified practicing account I almost should lay it down in shame I did pass the accountancy test, just so we You know. did. I did. I should do it myself and see whether I pass it. So that's um, so not much steam cooking for me at the moment, but I did make the sticky date pudding for my friends who love it, and uh, they love oh, it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah and that went really that. well. Actually, I've just had another idea. Have you got any green olives left from last Oh, just harvest? a few. Yeah, just a few. Put them aside. Do that with our rabbit. Nice. There we go. Change okay. tack now. Oh, 
Well, you can, well we're going to do a few. Yeah, I'll do thing, a couple of roads. Another thing yeah. I saw you do that I thought was really amazing, and I and I think um, I'd wait till now to ask you to do it for cooking with Steve, was that you and John went for a walk to the market very early one uh, Friday morning. Oh yeah. And you broke down the whole of a side of. Yeah, it was a whole. A whole lamb. Yeah. A whole lamb, and that looked amazing. When I came in, it was towards the end of what you were doing, but it did look amazing. And that looked like bit out of practice, to, to be fair, but he got what he wanted out of it. So, but a very once you very know, economical. very economical way, very of, very economical, and maybe sharing you know some food around with your family. Yeah, and I still believe like I, I mean I did the same thing a few weeks ago, which is why Joel got then motivated for me to do it again. Um. <laughs> yes, listeners, you know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> but the thing is, is that a leg of lamb off a whole lamb, or even a yeah, a leg of lamb from a proper butcher at the market has got nothing to do with a leg of lamb from a large supermarket chain, right? They are two different things. The flavour is different. The texture is different. You, the, you can't match it. And I also believe, and maybe it's sort of psychosomatic type situation, but I also believe that um, a leg of lamb off a whole beast that you have butchered yourself tastes even that little bit better still. Oh, yeah. Yes. One of Linda's staff in the background is getting a bit aggro with the client on the phone. And if you can hear him in the background, he's... he's Just loud. (laughs) And he's just an excitable guy, and he's just being told to quiet it down. No, he's, he's upset. No, he's not. He's on the rampage. <laughs> another another tax-related outage. <laughs> yes, because that's what everyone gets upset about, Linda. Their tax. tax problems. Anyway, so, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll do the rabbit with your remaining green olives and something. And we'll do a bit of a tutorial on how to break down a rabbit. Because it's not hard, actually. It's not hard. We'll do a stuffed green olive rabbit saddle, which will steam and then sear. Oh, wow. Okay, I will save some olives for that little... uh, Yeah, that sounds good. No, no. Just a few. And for those who don't like... With some preserved lemon. Oh, I haven't got any yet. That's all right. I've got some. Have you? I've got some left. I've always got some. Um, With um, people who don't like olives then... I know there's a few people yeah. who I know don't like olives. I yeah. know there's only a few. But what's a good substitute for a dish with that if you... Like, as an example, my uh, chicken tagine that I serve, I have with a kind of a spice mix and I normally throw in uh, a lot of onion, yeah. chopped onion, and then olives and raisins, nice big plump raisins. Yeah. Um, if you don't like olives, what would be a good substitute for that kind of savoury kind of... Well, quite often with olives, because of the brining process, you're getting salinity out of it. Yeah, So a sit more acidic than savoury. Okay. True? Yes. Yeah. So you'd want something that maybe gives you those salty sort of bursts, if you like. So... Capers, caper berries, anything like that okay. would yeah. be potentially useful. But if people who don't like olives will generally steer away from capers as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a difficult one. Yeah. Like there's nothing that 
it's one of those ingredients it's very hard to see if i was looking for those that sort of salty little burst in an olive in a tagine and i knew that people didn't like olives i'd actually just go straight for preserved lemon okay yeah i mean it's not the replacement for olives olives is one of those things that it's very difficult to there's nothing like it no, so when these particular young uh, guys have come around for dinner, I've cooked lamb. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> not made the chicken tagine. Because but, uh, I so can't you, think of a substitute Yeah, but for your them. chicken tagine doesn't need to be dictated by the fact that you can have olives in it or not. I would suggest to you that traditional Moroccan tagine doesn't go near olives. I didn't say it was a traditional Moroccan. So I th- what I would do is I would... I do like the flavour mix. I yeah. do like the flavour mix yeah. of the sweetness from the onions and the olives and the raisins yeah. give it a really nice see I think for a more traditional style tagine if you want to go that way be looking for dates plums apricots yeah. it can get a bit sweet but that's thinking, where preserved yeah. lemon and a bucket load of coriander and parsley to finish it off that, that would be a good mix. I was thinking of replacing the raisins with dates and leaving out the olives and yeah. just having that yeah. but uh, okay, you know, thanks for potatoes that. in your in your tagine is a good filler too because what they do especially mm. like a, a yeah. fingerling potato or a kifler yeah. potato kind of waxy but they suck up all those juices yeah so they're good in there as well give you a little bit more of that neutral okay that rather than sense. a yeah. flavor like sweet onions or sweet dried fruits because mm. it's hard with something like chicken I, I don't like that sweet part too much mm. I don't mind a little bit like a little bit but I really, it's a personal thing. I yeah. just really don't enjoy it. It's funny. It's weird. I don't mm. know. Okay. But it is hard. So that's why I make other things because I can't make it substitute. Yeah. But that's interesting. But a recipe shouldn't be decided by one ingredient. Yes, it should, Paul. No, it shouldn't, <laughs> Linda. You can branch out. This is the whole thing about cooking. You can branch out yes, and try you, different things. Yes, but how long have you known me? And uh, Yeah. Often, uh, it's these sort of dishes I go to when I'm coming home from work or I've yeah. been out. And well, it's I know, pretty easy. Like, they're yeah, easy. Like, it's like you get a good result. It's really easy to prep. Yeah. It's really easy to throw everything in. And yeah. it cooks itself. Yeah. And you've got time to do the other veggies, set the table, do all that. Yeah. And it's kind of simple enough that it's also, also impressive in that yeah. it's tasty without being over the top yeah. and fussy. So... Uh, so the only fussy part of it is... Yeah, if you like olives. But you. these two uh, lovely guys uh, do not like olives. And so well, I bought them a tagine. They were bought up wrong. I bought them, I bought them a tagine. And I know, their pa- well, I know one of their parents. <laughs> I so, know who you're talking about. And they I were gave, bought up wrong. I gave them a tagine for their housewarming present. Hello, Shane. And, um, <laughs> and, and I gave them the recipe and the sort of look of, oh, do you have another recipe? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But you don't need olives to make a good tartar. No, you don't. But it was just the one that I liked. So, yeah. um, well, thank you for that. And right. um, we will be letting everybody know um, via newsletter and via... We might Social just media. Our, yeah, that's uh, our favourite thing. Yeah. Um, and however we can. However we can. That yeah. Demystify we'll, we'll take over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we won't. Um, we don't even know how to turn ours on sometimes. So thank you. Thank you for coming in to do this with me. No and um, Rabbit, next week.
So happy cooking, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in the modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Thank you.